Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are we lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do you? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello and HD, how do? It's a great honour to be joining you this evening. It's season three, episode one. We're absolutely delighted to be here. We're joined by two of the finest, myself. Fat Larry is here. Fat Larry, you're very welcome. How are you getting on? And JP is here beside me. JP, how are you getting on? Oh, hi guys. Listen, it's been a fabulous, fabulous start to 2019. I think we'll all agree. And Mayo football is in a very, very good place at the moment. I woke up this morning to the news we're sitting pretty on the top of the league table and I reckon that this is going to stay that way from now until Sam is coming home in August. I think we have it, lads. Are things really going well in Mayo football, though? No. Well, that's the reason why we're here. There's a few things that I'm worried about. We'll discuss them in a while. Um, What are we now? Season three, four? Season three. Right, so we're in season three. We still haven't made any money off this. I just want to get that out there nice and early. So we're three years at it now, not getting any uh, due respect for, for our hard work. No. But uh, we'll keep going. It's a full-time job, you know. It's a five-year plan, guys, so don't be rushing it. We still have all of this year, all of next year, and hopefully by 2021, we'll be rolling in the cash. Hopefully, if we even got a percentage of the cash that Mayo GEA are rolling in, we would be very, very happy. You know, it's good to... Get round to the start of the National League again, you know, we had a pretty pathetic January by all accounts. You know, I don't really know how we can turn this year into anything really, having, you know, given the, the performance of the team in the FBD League. But all we can do is try and be as positive as we can. Fat Larry, how disappointed were you that Mayo were not involved at the business end of the FDB Championship this season? Bitterly disappointed, uh, in fact. You know, we all know it's the it's the one it's the one to win. You know, you want to lay your marker down early in the year, and mm. we failed to do that. You know, horrible to see so many you know boring old faces getting ran out again. Just not enough youth at all. Sorry, Fat Larry, I'd have to undercut you there. The youth that has come in in the last year, I'm extremely disappointed with them. Disappointed. Plunkett, who's a son of Alan Dillon. And McDonough and Tracy. Yeah, they're kicking points and goals now. But I think they've been at the centre of a ploy to get rid of the last two mangers we've had. They didn't want to play under Rochford or Homelli. And that's because they're in on the inner, inner circle of Mayo football's corrupt Uh cauldron. Makes a lot of sense now that you mention it. I didn't hear much about these... Tracy's and McDonough's and these sort of guys in the last couple of years but as soon as Rochi is gone oh they're all rearing their ugly heads now trying to get a run out for them it'd make you sick I think there's something rotten in this team though you know particularly when you see guys like Fionn McDonough and Kieran Tracy starting in the Mayo team having never been dropped before like you, you really feel for guys like Brian Reap and you know Michael Plunkett these guys who have been there year after year getting dropped um, after great performances, you know, I think I'm worried about the amount of youth in this team. 
I think these guys don't appreciate enough how hard it is to play for Mayo. And I think they should be, you know, they should be they should be taught a lesson. What's the optimum amount of times you could be dropped? Preferably, I would say four. I think it's been shown in the past to be, uh, to be the the. The desired number. It's part know. of the the Mayo Way coaching and development plan overseen by Danny Fjord. Of course, he brought in that idea that. Players would come in, they'd get a little bit of first team action, a little bit of training, get used to the setup, and then they'd be mercilessly cut at championship time, year in, year out, for at least three or four years before they'd be good enough to maybe play during the summertime. Yeah, like I think Horn has set a, he set a very, uh, you know, he set a precedent here with his treatment of older players, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm worried, I'm very worried about guys like Seamus O'Shea, Killian mm. O'Connor, um, and in particular, Crow and Drake. I mean, we know these uh, this particular time. These are very volatile times in the Mayo senior team. We've just lost the big bird. We need to keep the flock together. And I think, you know, seeing Drakey and Crow sitting on the subs bench... That's a big worry, you know. We don't. We if these guys fly the nest, I think it's all over. Oh, it reminds you of seeing birds standing above, birds standing on telephone wires. You know, it's not nice to see. You want to see them out there spreading their wings, and they're, you know, ruffling a few feathers on the pitch. It's almost like they're they're trapped in a cage at the minute, and they need to be they need to be let out. Yeah, there's been some people chirping away in the background. They're not a bit happy about this treatment of the birds. And we have to say we're the exact same. Now, one man that has come in for a bit of favourable treatment this week, and in fact, he had a very good game against Tyrone. We're not always his biggest fans, but, you know, we must pay a little bit of respect, a little bit of due respect to Stephen Cohn, guys. And I'll tell you with very good authority, my source on the Mayo Senior Squad was telling me that everything in training is going through the Cones. Stephen and Darren, they're playing such a pivotal role. There's cones. They said they're covering every inch of the pitch. People are trying to get around the cones. They're trying to go in and out, zigzagging between the cones. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. And it's a testament to everyone in the Hollymount Barramoran Club to have two fine, fine, fabulous Mayo seniors. I hope that that can bridge the gap that exists down there in South Mayo between the two rivals. Another- Fiercely inbred rivals. Yeah. Speaking of inbreds, I suppose it's it'd be remiss of us after the great performance we've seen in Tyrone to forget about the biggest inbred of them all. That is Adney Mornan, who had, you know, one, on, of his, one of his great performances in the Mayo jersey. This guy, this guy has got a huge future ahead of him. I mean, this guy, he's, you know, he's the way forward. He's got the movement. You know, he's got the, you know... Fat Larry, let me just stop you there for one moment. I want to read out a quote. This is from... This is a quote that you yourself said in 2018, at this time last year. And we'll see how how you reflect back. We'll see how this quote has aged. Andy Mornan is an absolute waste of time. He's a useless disgrace of a forward and we'd be better off with a plank of wood on the edge of the square rather than him. Is that me who said that? That was you that said that, yes. Well, listen, you know, me and Andy go back a long way. You know, when you are when you lose as many All-Ireland finals as we have, you know, we all say things around October time that we, you know, we wish that we could uh, 
you know, we just say things that we don't mean and we're entitled to do that in Mayo. That's that's what we do and we do it very well. You know, Andy knows that, uh, you know, he, he knows that it's it's all, it's just a bit of crack. Sure in those in those hurtful comments and those kind of nasty remarks that you made, you really had his best interests at heart. Exactly. As we always do here and as we say, we only deal with the facts. You know, and after I, I made those comments, you know, Andy said, right, I got to get myself moving. I got to get back in shape. So he set up the gym and that's how it happened. And sure, look, if I could have any hand or part in that, you know, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And if you'd really look back fist. at those times, Andy actually wasn't fisting when you said that. But he really started an intensive fisting program up there in the gym and he hasn't stopped fisting since. So I suppose the key message to come out of all this and men and women across Mayo can take, can take a lot of learnings from this. If you get the head fucked off you, you can go one way or the other, but, you know, it's not always a bad thing. But one thing to bring back to, I think Andy actually had a poor enough performance, and it's adamant of this epidemic that Horan has brought in in this new mm. rotten culture of trying to get them for go- to go for goals. I just find it disgusting. Andy had a great opportunity to fist the ball over the bag. And, and he, he took it. Well, once he took it, but he chose also to try and play reaping for a goal oh that was disgusting it's disgusting to see Mayo go out and beat a team like Tyrone by nine points like if they'd taken points and said those goals we wouldn't have won by as much and then the players heads wouldn't have been getting swollen do you know um, another thing I was really encouraged by up in Oman on Sunday was you know the re-emergence of Westport as a force in Mayo football like I think Lee Keegan is the best footballer to come out of Westport since Fionn McDonough this guy is this guy another Guys, you know that you know we haven't seen much of Lee Keegan. You know he's he's a guy that's been around the squad for a few years. There hasn't got much of a chance, but it's you know hasn't been dropped enough. I think, enough, I, think I think this year could be a big year for Lee Keegan. I think two or three more times he needs to get dropped before he really starts to shine. So all in all, I think two rounds into the national league, the FBD league certainly isn't forgotten about. But we're heading in the we're heading in the right direction. Listen, I hope for for everyone's sake, Horn sticks to the plan, drops a few of them, brings back in Varley, brings back in maybe Freeman. It'd be nice to see some guys like that coming back. Ruchafina, two Feenies, please. Ruchafina, both of them. I saw Anil Dillon actually. Senator Anil Dillon was remarking during the week that he's very happy to see lots of young lads finally getting their chance in this Mayo team. And just to make one off the off the cuff comment about that. I suppose the reason they're getting their chance now is because old lads like you are retired and it's great to see them great to see them out playing ball. I haven't said that Alan what's his name Alan Dillon has contributed 150 jobs for Castlebar but he's also kept us five in a job as we continue to rip the pins at Rome for the next decade Thank you Long may it last Some man Alan Dillon building a factory with his own two hands in his own parish of Brafie He's putting Bread on the table for 150 families. He's an absolute credit to Mayo. That factory in Ballantubber. And from the moment he got that mandate from Leo Vradkar, do you know, you knew that he was on his way to right to the very, very top. You don't know dirty blue shirt though. Uh, speaking of Brafie as well, another man who is should be afforded some due respect from ourselves is our goalie Rob Henley mm. we've, uh, the 16th man if you will we've been inundated with fans texting in asking us why isn't David Clark playing but I think you know it's tell them Fat Larry tell them shameful carry on I mean you know Henley is in the form of his life 
you know, and he's uh, he deserves a lot more respect from Mayo fans and people wondering when Clark is going to come back. I would, if it was my decision now, I would start Henley. For, like he has been, I'd continue to start him. I'd start him all the way up to the All-Ireland final. And then, if there was a replay, I'd drop him. And I'd bring in David Clark at the last minute. Real rusty, no-match practice David mm. Clark. I'm all I'm all for respect for Ghoulies and for Clark and Henley and everyone, but to be honest, I'd rather see neither of them play. The man I want to see in goal would be uh, Brendan Walsh from Ballantubber. I'd have to disagree. I think it's an absolute disgrace and it shows how much of a sexist pig Horn is that no woman is on the team. <laughs> well, do you think, why, guys... Why can't we have know, a woman we, on the we, team? We, You're we, right, JP. We've chorused on to know a Mayo ladies footballer she can't go back and play for the Mayo ladies do you think there's room for her in the Mayo of course. Uh, what would you what would you even call them nowadays you couldn't call them a men's team the Mayo you? team the, the, yeah. the Mayo non-binary unassumed gender team that will represent us in 2019 in my mind will be fluid between attack and defence will be fluid between male and female and in terms of their sexuality I don't even want to get into how fluid that's going to be. Um, let me see here. Other. Uh... Oh, oh, actually. I think it's ironic enough that Alan Dillon became a blue shirt because he didn't want to join Fianna Fáil because he loves Brafey. That's why he joined Fine Gael. A blue shirt, politically speaking, but in terms of his, 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 his club affiliation, you know, there's been question marks raised down through the years and we can't talk about this ballyhane Brafey divide without touching on the forgotten land in between. It's the equivalent to the Gaza Strip here in Mayo, and that's Ballyhane. Again, it's coming under serious, serious pressure and serious criticism from the outside. But we've had a good, good news for Ballyhane, a bit of a boost. Yeah. Much like the Meisner filtration plant, there's a bit of a boost in Ballyhane as well with the opening of the Homeli like Heritage Centre. The first ever Homeli Heritage site is going to be opened. Oh, fabulous. And it's funny, before you Oh, even... the guy's going to be there. Yes, Patrick will be <laughs> there. Noel, well, Mike won't what? be there, but Noel <laughs> Canelli will be there. It's going to be in Ballyhane Clubhouse, up the stairs. We're going to have a commemorative plaque of Pat and Noel's faces in the wall. I, We're I going believe... to have a couple of other items on show there as yeah, well. I, uh, Fat Larry. I believe Madame Tussauds has also been commissioned to make wax models and they're going to make a real life reg creation of what it actually looked like on the night it'll be a you know a fascinating historical resource for mayo inbreds to go and visit for years to come they have a couple of old items of real historical significance as well so for example the lock that was used to lock the ballot box that you know cost them their job um there's a permanent marker that senator Arnold dillon used to write up the mandate of how exactly he was going to get rid of the managers and andy moran's spare key is also there as well there's also one piece of hair, which was the last hair off Pat Holmes' head because he went bald from all the stress. And it's no wonder he did. And isn't it funny, guys, when you think when you think of Ballyhane, your thoughts just always go straight to, to Pat Holmes. And, you know, on, it would be remiss of us on this weekend to not send our congratulations to Pat on his award. He was, of course, uh, voted the most valuable uh, player in the league over the weekend. The think, you know, National think, Football League. You know, I think it's fi- it's fitting that he was to win that award after, of course, uh, Killian was voted the uh, MVP by the players uh, that night in Ballyhane as well. So it just shows, 
you know, when life gives you ballyhane, sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to roll up your sleeves, you got to comb back your hair, and you got to just get going again. Well, I heard from uh, people in the, in the room that uh, on tonight's Ballyhane Clubhouse uh, meeting, that Killian O'Connor triple captained his vote to the hit vote were three, and he kicked out Holmes and Clenny that way. I, I heard that. Keep it on the load up. I heard, I heard a story where I was heard at the, up at the game um, in Oma, which I attended over the weekend. Um, no, you didn't. Uh, it, uh, I, was, I heard that uh, Claire Morris man, Connor Diskin, was actually, he was offered a, a new bus from um, a local car dealership down in Claire Morris, which, of course, uh, Killian O'Connor would have previously driven for uh, in the last few years. Only Killian actually put a stop to it because uh, he was concerned for his own uh, position in the full forward line. So he put an end to that deal. Um, so Connor Diskin is going to have to continue getting the train from Clermont to Castlebar. You have some guys. Oh, it, it, it makes me sick the hypocrisy and the levels of, you know, it's this, it's just not fair on these young guys. You have fellas driving in big Audi 191 buses and you have other fellas barely thumbing a lift to train in. And for me, what I'd like to see going forward in 2019 is that whoever has their car now has it. And they shouldn't be getting a new car. This cracker landing down to JJ Burks in June again with the handout looking for another car. It actually makes me sick. Sure wasn't it Aiden that came up with the whole thing about having the 181s and the 182s? Because it meant he could go down again in July and get himself another one. Two Instagrams a year instead of one. He passed that legislation. Now, we mentioned Killian O'Connor there a couple of minutes ago. I mean... Killian, of course, was, from my vantage point at the Roscommon game, seemed to be calling a lot of shots. Um, Offensive coordinator. Un- unbelievable performance that night from Jason Dorothy, who we've, of course, sent due, uh, due credit to, and we celebrated his he 100 sent flowers to course. Well. We can't speak highly enough about this guy. Really interesting to see, though, Jason kick uh, free from his own 65-metre line then all of a sudden with the click of a just with the flick of a switch Evan Regan was back kicking freeze again really interesting I thought I, I wouldn't read into it at all now I'd, I'd say it was just they were trying to give Evan Regan a chance but I don't know well with your I think they wanted to uh, fool the dubs into thinking that Regan will be kicking freeze later on in the year they'd have a to clever be clever ploy long term plan they'd have to be right fools to believe that you know it's It'll be interesting to see where or if at all he f- Killian fits back into this team when he comes back later. I mean, you've got the young man there, uh, Kieran Tracy. I mean, he's in the form of his life. I'd say, you know, we haven't seen him play this well since the coming and Munskull final of 2008, a game which he starred in, of course. He's finally delivering on that potential. Yeah, you know... Um, we lost him for a good while, you know, but it's it's great to see, you know, he's so much, so much youth. Now, the youth is all well and good, and there's plenty of them there between Connor Dixon and Brain Reap, the very smart footballer, and Tracy and McDonough and all these other fellas. You could, the list goes on and on and on. But Killian O'Connor, our MVP, is a special guy. He's a one-of-a-kind footballer. We know that this guy is special because... He said it himself. He has had contact with... Alien life. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if you did your research before coming on here now and watched the Air Sport advertisement, the one where our hero or leader, Kiniel, sits in the back of 
I suppose you'd call it a Tommy Goonan-style kit van. He sits in the back of one of those with, I mean, aliens, um, other sports stars, a plethora of entertainers from the Air Television Network, and they're rocking around in the back of that van, and I I would love to know what sort of crack they had after the filming stopped. Well, from what I've heard, actually, what happened was they, they'd actually commissioned real aliens. They were going to pay these real aliens to come and do the ad real with Real aliens. Them. But apparently, Killian was demanding so much money that they just had to make fake aliens. It was a lot more cost-effective. They um, blew their beans on the budget. Their budget was well-blown. So, um, yeah, I'd say it was a interesting, you know, I'd, I think... Uh, I think it was the, the the real Mayo kit van that was actually used as part of the ad as well. That's um, another little bit of income, another few figures in that side of the they got, the uh, bank account. They got mileage money for driving it up to Dublin for the filming and all that. It was great. And rightly so. And speaking of getting mileage money, the Mayo Cunty Broad, you're not off the hook this evening, lads. Don't worry, you're getting it now. The Cunty Broad executive, the erected delegates of Mayo GEA found themselves living the high life in the West End this weekend you might know a little bit more about this than me Fat Larry what what went on well from what I've what I've heard anyways it was um, there was a on Saturday morning they assembled a group just a wide demographic of inbreds from across the county guys who would have uh, played a bit of hurling in their time they assembled a bunch of 30 men who were to travel across to London uh, with their Hurleys and they were going to... They had um, they had one task in mind. Yeah, so they were going to pay a little visit to the Prime Minister of the Great Britain. Theresa May. As they called themselves, Theresa May. Um, and they were going to give them a piece of their minds and that's what they did. So they rocked up on Sunday morning early got the job done nice and quick and headed off to the pub and drank uh, drank pints for the day using the county board coffers. Now, it was great. And it's great to see the Mayo GA ties being extended right around the globe. And especially in the years Mayo like diaspora. this, we need more money than ever before, guys. So let's go over to London. Let's drain them over there. Don't even get me started on what's coming in May. I wouldn't like to be a wealthy Mayo man in America right now. Because my pocket is being lined up for a serious hit on the 3rd of May. Sirs. Thanks to the very charitable Mayo GA Foundation. So we're going to head over now to Mayo GA's Brexit um, coordinator. Go man we all know very well and man by the name of Tommy G. And he's going to tell us about some of the comings and goings that happened in London over the weekend. Tommy, are you there? Hello, lads. How's it going, Tommy? All good over there? Not too bad now. How's the um, how's the fundraising going? Oh, the fundraising has gone very well now. We we've well, I suppose we've blown more funds than we've raised, but you know, all in the name of a good cause, we have to enjoy ourselves as well, you know. It's not all work in the Mayo GA offices. So you had, a, you had a good weekend, Tommy? No, look, on a more serious level, we work hard, we play harder than Evan Regan has. We had a good weekend because, you know, we got as far as London and we 
we decided to make the most of the trip, you know, especially those of us that weren't exactly playing. We decided to get the the big benefits from the hotel. We got the little spa, the mani pedi before the game. A great rub down from the Thai misuse there in the, the Hilton Hotel in London. And we went to see a Broadway show while the lads were going to play a game. But the game, as it transpires, didn't go ahead. I don't know why. You didn't bother playing. You didn't bother showing up really, no? Oh, I'd have no interest in hurling. No. None at all. Saturday, you, you go crack Saturday night, I hear. Oh, the best. That's why we're very excited to be going back there in a few weeks again. Should that... They didn't play at all. We'll go play it the next time instead. I reckon we could pull the same stunt on New York when we go over. We'll go over in May and we might go back again then when it's a bit hotter in July. When we're out of the championship here. Yeah. It was interesting. The weather did look quite good over there now. I don't know. I'm not I'm jumping to any conclusion. You don't work for Met Aaron. You know, well... Come here, well, my credit is about to go, lad, so I'll have to, I'll have to talk to you later now. That's all I'm giving you today. Remember to bleep out my name as well and don't, don't let anyone know who I am giving you the interviews. How are you, Tommy? Oh, JJP, I didn't know you were in the studio. Are you coming out for a game of cards later? Yeah, if you have the money from the Mayo GA account, I need to play it for Mayo to lose. Uh, you, you fucking know I live that spent, you cunt, will you stop? <laughs> right, Tommy, we're going to leave it there. Bye -bye. We all get ourselves in bother. Good luck. Bye -bye 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 -bye. Okay, so thanks a million to Tommy for that, oh, for sorry. that exclusive interview. Now, the last thing on the agenda for tonight, of course, we're all about that bit of fan engagement with all the inbreds across the world who follow us, and we value your input greatly. So we're just going to get to a few of the uh, nice letters and messages that were sent into the page, some things that some of the fans want to discuss. What's uh, what are the inbreds serving up for us tonight, guys? Before I go any further, all compliments to the inbreds. You're an inbred but educated fan base, and the questions we're coming in here now, I have to say, are right up our alleyway. We cannot wait to ask them. We'll get around to them quickly. JP, would you like to see Big Bird Barry coming in as a selector? Do you like to take that one out of the way? Um, would I like to see Big Bird Barry come in as a selector? No, I wouldn't. I think we need to put our uh, trust in the new flock of birds coming up. Donald and Keelan Crow have been working very diligently, learning their trade under Barry's wing for the last number of years. We need to make a clean break. It's time for them now to assume the mantle and rule the inbred roost. But as a selector, I think it's fair to say that Barry is too strong-minded for Horan. Horan would rather people that he can just push over. Walkovers. Yeah. Horan likes you know? yes-men. That's why... Barry was brought out to the EU. How happy are we with the abolishment of the so-called fisting rule of 2019? Do we even need to answer that? The game's gone backwards by 100 years. And thankfully they've reversed that decision and I'd like to see them go even one step further and maybe for every three fisted passes the team can have a penalty or a free shot at goal because fisting is such... It's such an important skill in our game and it needs to be cultivated and treasured. We all know how important it is. It's it's the skill is used far beyond the football field. It's really important, and I think we should be uh, promoting it as much as we can. I'd like for the game to have no scores at all, and just to see what team can fist the most, and we should call it fistball. It's an interesting concept. You know. Take out all the goalies. Goalies are waste time. No kickouts. Just fisting. Fist it. Fist it. Fist it. We have a great suggestion coming in from one of the diehard fans of the page here. 
he reckons that he could have an idea that the country broad would be very, very happy with. Guys, listen up. Cash. Listen up, Michael. He reckons if we put up a barbed wire fence and got armed police into McHale Park, would it be sufficient to stop the children going on the pitch at halftime? This is one of the worst things that has ever happened in Mayo. Like the thoughts of their little weighted feet trampling on the precious grass oh. of McHale Park. I mean, I think it's fair to say that sometimes we should be allowed to shoot children. I've heard as well that the young children coming into the games have actually, they have to bring so much or so many coins in their pockets to get into the game, just to pay in the gate but, but, and but to listen. pay for the expensive products in the shop. That that's, this extra metal that they're keeping in their pockets is actually, it's causing massive holes in the surfaces. Well, I for one sincerely hope they are spending their money in the shop because they're certainly not spending it coming in the gate. Under 16 years of age coming in for free. They're of absolutely no benefit to the Mayo GA economy. They're dragging money and they're dragging the life and soul out of the sport. So it's kids now underneath the age of 16 that we need to seriously clamp down on them in Mayo this year. Yeah. Because once you know when they get to 16, they get on the Ted Webb and it blows the heads of them anyways. How is the likes of Knockmore's franchise player Alan Loftus not got a shout in this Mayo team? He is their go-to guy. Brawley has him corrupted. That's the problem, you see. And... Do you think that Jimmy Co- Jimmy Hornan gave Traffic Cone game time this week? Would it have anything to do with the lack of visibility on the roads? Potentially, yeah, it could. Um, there'll be a lot of uh, cones erected across the border of Northern Ireland as well, which the Tyrone players, of course, would be very scared of. So I think that's why he played them, because they would be afraid of uh, think barriers and such items. And when we talk about a lack of visibility, cones and kids, do we want kids jumping on the pitch like, look, they've ruined Cork GA football. Look at Cork, um, Cork, Cork, Cork haven't won All-Ireland in eight years. And, and they before have... that for ages. So the problem is with Cork, and the root of their problem is that the kids have been playing on Porky Quay for the last few weeks tearing it up I think in Mayo we need to make a five year plan a root and branch approach to abolishing all children from the sport of GA we have to start and we have to do that from grassroots level right to the top and that starts with getting the Mayo GA players to stop having sex with Mayo women (laughs) (laughs) guys I mean we're trying too many horny Mayo footballers producing Kids that are horny for football. It's disgusting. These are the facts, guys. I mean, we're trying to build Mayo GA from grassroots level, but it's interesting that it is the kids themselves that are actually destroying the grassroots. It's a double-edged sword. You know, catch 22. Last but not least, we have a suggestion on the Stephen Cohn front. Maybe one way we could get a little bit more out of him. Rather than leaving him as Stephen Cohn, could do a little bit of tinkering around and have him turned into Stephen Drone. And he could then use that little bit of aerial prowess that he wouldn't have had you know when you think of a cone you think of you know a hard plastic shell an inanimate object lying on the ground or maybe at most going laterally Sideways, from side lane yeah. to sideline and we are very familiar with these movements but if he took on the life of a drone he'd be more akin to one of the flying birds on the team like David Drake and that aerial ability he'd then have to get over defences and to be able to read those high balls, I think there could be a real future in Stephen Drone. How would the natural birds feel of an AI bird coming in into their flock? Would they accept him or would they dishevel him? 
suppose it, it'll be a little bit controversial at first, but no more controversial than joining Hollymount and Caramore together. Uh, Donald Drake is well used to technology and phones anyways. He won't mind looking after that. He loves all that... Uh, he loves all that technology and all that he stuff. He knows how to use ECGL, I heard. He got he got the driver's license when he was in TY. And he did it through that. He did in now, the movement. You could do ECDL through the movement. Now technology is against us and time is against us because we have to wrap things up here today. But guys, it's just the start. It's episode one of season three. It's twenty nineteen and it's Mayo's year. And the last thing, Mayo GA footballers wrap it up to protect Mayo's football pitch in years to come. Here, here. So we're just going to underline that final point one more time in case you aren't sure. Mayo are back. We're going nowhere, baby. Fucking magic. Let the red and green mist descend. This is our year. Mayo do do do. Listen, guys, a fabulous young crop oh, of guys. I mean, you know. I think we gotta look elsewhere. We've gotta look for the divine. And under the current structure. Fluid type football, mainly fisting. What about the extra monies? When I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Mayo GAA, they're, they're just completely genderfied right now. They're, they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender fluid ways in 96. 